0: Head over to bombus.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for twenty percent off your first purchase. That's B O M B A S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's X adventure I am Matt. I am Dory. We are fresh off the heels of a visit to California Fertility Partners. Woo-hoo. Before we get to all that fun, though, I want to do a little bit of business up top because that's the way Dory writes these things down. Everybody, please leave your Apple Podcast reviews. We'd appreciate it if you would leave a five-star review. Uh, Facebook, oh, that group is hopping. It is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Excellent Adventure. Lots of support there. Our air purifier is going nuts right now. It is blinking red. That means California's air is no bueno. Uh, So, yeah, go to facebook.com. If you have problems with your air purifier, you could probably talk about it there. Oh, yeah. At the uh, Excellent Adventure group. Uh, A lot of supportive people there. If you have questions during the week and we're, like, not recording a podcast or something go there there are very helpful like-minded individuals super helpful all in this together Also,
1: they respond in like five seconds i mean i don't want to make any promises don't be insulted if they don't but they respond very quickly generally
0: right much quicker than we can Uh record a podcast Uh, so go to patreon.com excellent adventure that's the other bit of uh, info we have for you if you would like bonus episodes of this podcast you can sign up Uh, The way it works, according to our great, 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 probably best listener, Lex. Uh, If you (laughs) sign up for either the $5 or $10 uh, tier, uh, that's per month, you can get access to uh, bonus episodes. It's uh, one bonus episode a month for $5. For $10, you get two half-hour bonus episodes, and uh, the beauty of that is, If you sign up, you'll get the whole back catalog. But something to be aware of. They'll uh, charge your card on the first of the month. So if you sign up now, you won't get access to that fun, fun content until we roll over to the first of the month. And I'm saying this now because it's the shortest month of the year, everybody.
1: Yeah, and also... Get up in there. uh, Our Patreon supporters got... Some advance info oh, way, last week. <laughs> way
0: advance info. In fact, stuff that I am not even sure we're actually going to cover on this because I don't even remember what we talked about. Where, but they are definitely way more up to date than everybody listening. Yeah, sorry. Uh, go to Excellent Pod. That is our Twitter handle at Excellent Pod, and of course you can email us at uh, Gmail. We have uh, Dorian Matt and Matt and Dory. Both of those are at Gmail dot com. And of course, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail. That we can play on the podcast, you can call us at four one three four six one baby.
1: We got some good voicemails this week.
0: Uh all right. So we just came from the roller coaster that is California Fertility Partners.
1: Oh boy. I gotta say fr- yesterday's appointment was a real roller coaster.
0: No, the day before was the real no. roller coaster. Yes. Table read day was a roller coaster. Oh, I guess they're all roller coasters. So, table read day was me. Table
1: read day was Wednesday. Was a panic. Today is no, Saturday. It was Thursday. No. It was Wednesday.
0: Oh, it was Wednesday. She's right. <laughs> I've lost days this week. It's been a quite a week.
1: So, Wednesday they tell us Wait, when did she say that the transfer that the retrieval was going to be this weekend? Was that Monday? Monday.
0: Well, no, it was the week before when I had them change my flight.
1: R- okay. So last, it was probably last Friday.
0: It was before that. It was far out where I was like, are you sure?
1: Last Wednesday. Maybe. Like it's
0: not going to be the weekend. It's probably gonna be the middle of the week. And then we found out, no, no, I think it's actually going to be Saturday.
1: Right. So, so she was telling us that, um, the retrieval was going to be today, Saturday or tomorrow, Sunday um so matt usually leaves friday night for new york so we were like okay shit we got to you know he's got to change his flight because he's got to jerk off to make the baby mm-hmm. and um but then the nurse was like well he can probably just freeze it it's fine and the doctor but then he did a sperm analysis <laughs> and his sperm had gone the count had gone way down
0: it's it's worse than ever guys
1: worse than ever and dr beck was like i don't feel comfortable freezing compromised sperm Mm -hmm. so what i what we can do is if it's saturday he'll just come in saturday and then if it's sunday we'll do a 24-hour wash i've done it before it'll be totally fine i just don't want to freeze it and we were like okay so he changed his flight till saturday afternoon we were like all right my sister was like i'm gonna come in because i don't want you to be alone for your retrieval i was like great i bought all these face
0: masks but
1: because we were going to do sheet, we we're going to do sheet masks all weekend. Or we're, just gonna, we're just going to, we're just going to mask it up.
0: Um, Dory had a night terror this week where she uh, freaked out. I would say probably like 25 minutes after she'd fallen asleep. Uh, That's when night terrors happen. Yeah. Well, I'm just setting the stage for people who may not be aware. Um, and uh, I have my noise canceling headphones on at <laughs> night. So I only hear muffled uh freakouts. <laughs> And uh, then I must address them, as a good human being would do. And uh, this week's freakout was uh, not about IVF drugs like the previous ones have been. Uh, This one was the fact that she uh, didn't put a mask on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not wearing a mask. I was like, what are you talking about? I think
1: I was also upset that you weren't wearing a mask.
0: Uh, I don't think that's what was happening. Um, But... Yeah, you're like, you're like, I didn't put anything on. I didn't put a mask on. And then I sniffed your face and I was like, you put something on. <laughs> go back to sleep.
1: Guys, my other podcast is really burrowing its way into my brain.
0: Yeah. Uh, Forever 35. If you're not a listener, go subscribe to that. It's, all it's, about, a, it's a hoot. It's all about... Uh, self-care. Self-care for you and yours. Um, and... So... Yeah, so... Anyway,
1: so the, so it was going to be this weekend. Then on Wednesday of this week, she's like, I don't think it's going to be this weekend. I think it's gonna be Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. And we were like, whoa, okay. That changes everything. Yeah. Um, I texted my sister. She's like, oh, I don't think I'm going to come. She's a, you know, she's a two year old and um, she was like, well, yeah, you know, it's a lot to just come if you're not doing the retrieval and I was like, totally no problem. It'll be Monday or Tuesday. That's great. Matt will be back. Then we go in
0: mind you, I'm shooting an episode of the Goldbergs next week where I have to be on set every day at seven. Anyway, continue.
1: So then we go in yesterday and she's like, I think it's going to be Sunday. And we're like, "What? wait, what? And then she's like, "Mm, maybe not. Maybe it'll be, maybe it'll still be Monday. And we're like what is happening she just like she was like measuring and
0: so then i'm frantically like going like oh fuck what's gonna happen i have to figure this out so i text Allie uh, ward over there at the theologies podcast you know because podcasts stick together and uh she's like i have an interview on sunday but i can move it I'll, i can be there and uh because she's awesome and i text uh karen i'm like this might be on sunday i don't know what's happening i send her a picture of you talking to dr beck while i was sitting there in the chair <laughs> uh she says oi and i say uh-huh <laughs> uh she'll said hi to dr beck which i did not relay because i was just in a tizzy of like what's happening <sighs> Anyway, we find out... Uh, we had to figure out what Dory's estrogen levels were and then go from there. So... Now we're set up for Monday. We are set up now. It is going to be on Monday. And I was like, fuck, I need someone to cover set for me because I'll have to be, you know, over in Westwood jacking into a cup while well, there's so much noise around me. And... uh you know,
1: I think it's more like Brentwood.
0: Sure. Friend of the uh, friend of the podcast, Andy Secunda, co-host of Star Trek The Next Conversation, with, which will be returning as soon as I'm done with After Trek, um, was uh, quite a kind soul this week and, and, and is covering set for me.
2: I
1: know he doesn't listen, but thank you, Andy.
0: <laughs> he does not listen, <laughs> unless we talk about him, and then he might listen.
1: <laughs> we'll say, go to the... Uh, Four minute mark. And
0: <laughs> um and he's covering there's a production meeting today, uh at one o'clock on a Saturday. I'm about to head out to go to the airport, probably around that time anyway. Um, and Andy kind enough to cover on a Saturday. That's
1: very sweet of him.
0: I owe him a giant steak dinner and bottomless martinis now over at Mastro's.
1: Sounds delightful.
0: Yeah. So we'll figure that out during the hiatus.
1: And then you know, just because everything has to be complicated. Um, oh God! I did my shots this morning, mm-hmm. and then I had my like my instructions in the bathroom. I just went to the bathroom and I was looking at them again, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I did two hundred twenty-five units of fall stem And They wanted me to do one hundred fifty. I'm
0: like, so "Fuck!" Dory did thirty uh, percent more falastin than needed. Yeah.
1: So. So
0: we called the nurse and they called back and Dory picked up a little too late, but.
1: uh, No, it wasn't too late. It only rung a couple times.
0: It rang like five times.
1: But they didn't even leave a message. There's no message.
0: Is your voicemail set up?
1: Yes. And it's, there's, it's, 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 it's not full. I mean, I'll delete some more stuff right now, but they didn't even call back.
0: And you called them, right?
1: Yes. I called them
0: back. Okay. Well, then I'm sure it's okay. (laughs) if that's what's happening yeah uh so it's 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 panic mode over here at the shafrira household um
1: just like did i just like totally fuck this up probably
0: i think you're fine i think you're fine but on you know wednesday we had our appointment we moved it it was 10 o'clock and we moved it to uh we were told we could come in at nine thirty and if Dr Beck was done with a patient, she would be able to swing through um but uh and I had a table read at eleven a m for my script um and uh well, let's just say got a little hairy there at about ten thirty six a m when I went to go check on where the hell the doctor was and then she came in and then it just like it was a math Everything's everything's been crazy this week. Yeah. There's never there's never not a crazy week here. Well, I know. that's not true. We've had many weeks where we weren't doing anything with IVF, but yeah, I can't believe
1: I fucked up those meds.
0: And the irony is, she's on fewer meds this round.
1: I'd been doing. I they started me at three hundred, then I was doing two twenty five and two twenty five, and I just I guess I just had two twenty five in my head, and I looked at the sheet so many times. I still did two twenty five. Mm. I need like a, I need like a double check. I need like, I needed you to check.
0: You need to like, I was in there with you too.
1: But you didn't look at the sheet. I didn't have you look at the sheet. I know.
0: I know. I was just trying to clean up after you, and run out and get you needles to the <sighs> fridge.
1: I'm so annoyed.
0: We're all very annoyed here, honey.
1: I'm also just like, why the fuck haven't they called me back?
0: Because I don't think it's a problem. And that's exactly why they haven't called you back.
1: But like, they must know that I'm panicking. They don't care. It's so rude.
0: Millennials, you know. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I mean, so that's where we're at. So we're doing a retrieval on Monday morning. Yeah. I will be hopefully back from New York. Last week, of course, any of you who follow me on social media know that I was trapped at, LAX, at JFK for many, many hours. Uh, didn't get out of... Didn't leave New York. Didn't take off probably until 12.10 in the morning.
1: So insane. His flight was supposed to take off at 7.30.
0: Yeah. Uh, 7.10. 7.10. Uh, so there was a five-hour delay, which got me into Los Angeles at four in the morning
1: you got home at four i think
0: yeah and then i posted the podcast so if anyone was like up it's if anyone's like i get up at six and i look at my podcast and then i go for a run or something that's why it wasn't there yet i was well
1: it's also our our uk and australia listeners are used to getting it you know like in the morning or afternoon or time but you know things happen
0: yeah so sorry about that everybody but the point is it went out and we're rolling here.
1: We are rolling.
0: Boy, oh boy. <sighs> now it's the part of the show where we hear from you, the listeners. Yep. Uh, and first up with an email is Karen.
1: Not my sister.
0: Not Karen Vladik. This is Karen. No last name. Just share, you know. <laughs> I just started listening to the podcast, so I don't know if anyone has brought this up yet. When getting a blood draw... Ask for a butterfly needle in the hand. It takes longer because the veins are smaller there and it's slightly more painful. There's more nerve endings in the hand. But you won't have to deal with idiots sticking you multiple times. IVs done and I've done uh, the hand or wrist. They'll always try to do the arm first, so you need to specifically ask. When I was in middle school, I had my wisdom teeth removed and they couldn't find my veins. They stuck me six times in one arm and five in the other. Since then, I have a panic attack every time they try to draw from my arm. My aunt is an RN, and she recommended the butterfly needle in the hand. It's been a game changer. I still hate needles, but it's bearable. Good luck.
1: I hate getting needles in my hand. I, I do. I feel like they usually end up putting the IV in my hand. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what I had the nurse do, honey? What? I had her put in my surgery instructions That I only want the anesthesiologist to do my IV.
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: It's like, you know what? This is my sixth time going under in two years and not once has the nurse been able to do it. And literally every single nurse is like, I can do it. (laughs) And then five stabs later, they're like, I guess we're just going to wait for the doctor. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Like I told you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's always the whole thing of like no no I got this.
1: Well and also I don't want to like insult them.
0: No of course not. You
1: know and like I I believe them that they are that they are always able to get it in but they have all had the exact same reaction which is like oh that's never this has never happened before I like I can always do it. I'm like uh-huh. Yep.
0: You're like <laughs> you're like a K2, honey. Everyone's like, no, nah, I can ski you. And you're like, but you're really just on the bunny slopes usually. And you're like, no, no, I got this. And then your veins are like trees. It's crazy. That
1: and then. Weird
0: skiing analogy. And
1: I, it's like, you know, you, you, you go, you go there and you're like, I, I think I'd rather have the anesthesia out. And they're like, <laughs> like, you can see them thinking like, oh, this girl is just like, you know, a diva.
0: Well, you are. You wake up with night terrors about masks.
1: I do. <laughs> um, and honestly, at this point, it's not being a diva. It's like, I just don't want to be poked five million times and have them be like, oh, there's blood in the IV. Yeah.
0: It's t- you're tough. You're tough. Uh, you're a tough stick. I'm a tough stick. That's what they always say, right?
1: Uh, a hard stick. That's what they say.
0: You're a hard stick. Uh, this one is from chana it says hey dory so chana. I'm, gonna, chana, I'm gonna have you uh give it a whirl
1: hana has written in before hana and Chana's husband is mordechai who was in my, my favorite podcast, podcast story. listener
0: listens at nine times speed <laughs> yes
1: uh so hana says thanks for the podcast as always i wanted to share a thought with you in response to the point in your chit chat with andrea sertash last week Mm-hmm where you discuss the emotional turmoil of doctors being overly optimistic or pessimistic. Mm. There's a teaching attributed to the Lubavitcher Rebbe, a great rabbi who has been deeply inspirational to both both Mordecai, the coolest Jew in the world, according to Matt.
0: Mm -hmm. That's true. I think I just said that.
1: (laughs) And to me. The Rebbe spoke about the role of a doctor as a healer, one whose job is to heal. They can look at the data in front of them and try to deduce an opinion based on it, but ultimately they are not able to decide your destiny. A doctor is not a prophet. A doctor cannot definitively tell you how long you have to live, and a doctor cannot tell you if and when you will become a mother. Ultimately, we need to do everything we can medically with the understanding that the last line has not yet been written and with hope, belief, and joy. Love, Chana.
0: Hana, Hana, thank you. That I'm is lovely. So not great yet at that. Hana. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, it's uh, because we have, you know, I've known many people uh, with a CH in their name that are like South American and it's Chana or Chano. Oh. So that's where I fuck up. I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, That is a lovely sentiment. Thank you, Hannah. And yeah, I mean, there is an element of this where you just, you have to, it's really hard to wrap your head around the idea that you don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's always expectations no matter what you do. Of course. You always put expectations on things. Yep. But sometimes your expectations, if you keep them low enough, you can be, pleasantly surprised that's matt's advice hey matt and dory this is from zach my wife and i started listening to your podcast following the peaks and valleys nerdist episode as we have been fighting our own battle with infertility and wanted to see how other people were dealing with it uh through people we trust what's the
1: peaks and valleys nerdist that's
0: probably the name of a hostful where i talked about something Uh, maybe a year-end hostful or something I, i don't quite remember there's so many uh, He's a nurse listener since day one Whoa Started uh, trying after getting married in September of 2015 We got married in October of 2015 So I feel you there Zach We've gone through 28 cycles Including four chemical pregnancies And one failed IUI I think I know I think he means Like lady trying cycles Yeah Lady cycles Uh, Started having performance issues last summer After finding out my younger sister beat me to having a kid oh boy uh my wife and i match you in dorian age are you us zach what's going on there? <laughs> uh the podcast has helped us uh, so much with the psychology of having family members that don't quite get infertility despite our efforts to educate that we wanted to give a tip back to the community
1: hey we love a tip
0: paying it forward i found that two 1,000 milligram pills of maca root. Oh. And this took a turn. It
1: did. (laughs) didn't know it was heading this way.
0: Uh, And 48-ish ounces of water, both daily, have really helped my performance and sperm count over the last three cycles. This is interesting. It's a fiber pill, first and foremost. I found that three pills a day increased gas, so two (laughs) seem to be working out for us. Finally. I mean,
1: you already have a lot of gas.
0: There is a jerk-off room. I can very much recommend oh. if you're ever in the Pittsburgh area. <laughs> the Allegheny Health Network Center for Reproductive Medicine. My anxiety usually rides at about a seven or eight daily. Boy, Zach, we, we're simpatico, buddy. So as you can imagine, the thought of having to perform on command for an IUI really made me uh, had me on edge. And, f- and fortunately, the room they use for depositing purposes had a clean, comfortable recliner, a white noise machine... That's what we all need is a fucking white noise machine and plenty of approved lubricating methods. (laughs) Interesting. Wow. It sounds like
1: they really thought this through. (laughs)
0: Thanks for doing the show and best of luck. Zach from West Virginia. Zach, I appreciate your pro tip right now. I'm wearing underwear with ice in it. That's right. Snowballs. (laughs) So, who are
1: not sponsors of the podcast?
0: They are not sponsors of the podcast. What what's the deal?
1: I know snowballs. Come on, Um, we bought them independently. We purchased them, or I purchased them. Format, and mm-hmm. he has been diligently wearing them for the past week,
0: two hours a day. It's really a time.
1: So really hoping. It Although cools I will say, down.
0: this whole just having macaroon and forty eight ounces of water sounds like a way better move.
1: What are you gonna do for New York?
0: What am I gonna do you're not for gonna it? you're not
1: gonna be able to, to bring them well, I'm,
0: I, I'm doing it today yeah and i'm I get home tomorrow i'll do it okay so it's the same and
1: you have to walk around on the plane yeah sure will you do that please no. it's really bad
0: i'll air my balls out though how i'll take them out ew it's gross right don't do that i'm not going to do that oh
1: my god you'll probably get kidding. arrested
0: mm, i'm a freaking flyer they know me <laughs> uh okay they haven't called back yet that's okay Okay. that's probably because there's nothing to worry about this now is a for mostly dory oh all right so this is from ellie i'm gonna slide this over to mostly dory
1: okay love the podcast thank you ellie so many of my friends and family have used ivf in their quest for kids and this podcast has given me some insight into their process oh Bo has risen
0: He's just turning oh, around. He's
1: just turning around, getting more comfortable. Oh, yeah. He's really getting into the pillows over there. It's also made me much more comfortable with the world of fertility and reproductive endocrinology, so much so that I felt confident and knowledgeable to at least start asking questions about freezing my eggs.
0: Mm, nice.
1: I'm 28, and I'm super extra very single. Uh-huh. My chosen career is one of those that requires you to have been in school since dinosaurs roamed the earth, and I'm just now finishing up training. I'm about 80% sure I want kids, but nowhere near close to being ready to have them. Hmm. I just got back from what was essentially a cocktail party hosted by Glow, which is an app, Uh and Extend Fertility. Okay. Essentially, Extend just does egg freezing, not other fertility services, and Glow has some sort of deal with them to get a discount. They have successfully lured me in with a free fertility consultation. I just have to pay for the AMH AMH testing. They give me a pelvic ultrasound Mm -hmm. and the consultation appointment for free. Then if I choose an egg freezing cycle, it would be about $5,000 plus another $4,000 of drugs and then $450 a year to store any eggs that result. I know this is a little outside the realm of the podcast, but I would be interested to hear your thoughts and feelings and the thoughts and feelings of this awesome community on a couple of topics is 28 too young to freeze eggs is $9,000 a good price. Have I been lured to my death with the promise of free medical care? Do you wish you had frozen your eggs? Why did you decide not to any perspective you and other listeners could provide would be greatly appreciated. You and Matt are in my thoughts as you go through this cycle. I think you're both brave badasses who have equipped me with the knowledge to be more compassionate to people doing IVF. And to take ownership of my own fertility, you also make getting ready for work on Monday's bearable. Thank you so much for all you do. Okay. Okay, Ellie, lots of questions. First of all, is 28 too young to freeze eggs? No.
0: It's prime time. It's
1: prime time. You sh- if, if you're going to do it, this is a great time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just a big article in the Washington Post about egg freezing that I thought was very interesting and really like... I think people are starting to sort of puncture the myth that like, if you freeze your eggs, you're good to go. Okay. That, you know, say you freeze your eggs and you get 10 eggs Mm -hmm. to the, to the lay person. That sounds great. 10 eggs. Sure. But when you think about it, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that doesn't guarantee anything. Like, first of all, they might, not all fertilized they might not survive the thaw Mm -hmm. like there's not a lot of data uh, yet about pregnancies resulting from egg freezing and so they interviewed a couple people who you know they had frozen their eggs and they thought okay I'm set and then at like 43 go back and get their eggs and for various reasons end up with zero embryos Wow! and they're like okay so they were they were basically saying like they interviewed these doctors that were like most people should do two rounds of egg freezing Hmm. which i thought was interesting and also not see it as a guarantee of anything right and i was thinking like it's obviously not practical for i think the vast majority of people but i think the thing that is like a safer bet is to freeze embryos right you know if you
0: yes but you know a lot of times that when a someone is freezing their eggs it's it's for a future partner a future no I
1: get partner. it of course that's why I say it's not practical I mean I think it's only practical if you're like I think I'm going to be a single mother by choice but I'm not ready yet so I'm going to you know what I mean like if you already have it in your head that you're gonna do use donor sperm anyway or say you're in a lesbian couple and you're not ready for kids but you want to free you you know oh, what I mean sure. like yeah, then yeah. you could yeah. Like, I think in that situation, it's better to create embryos mm-hmm. than to just leave your eggs frozen. Anyway, point being, 28 not too young to freeze eggs. Um, $9,000 is a good price. Um, just, I mean, the drugs are the drugs. Like, you're not going to get, unless, you know, someone starts offering deals on the drugs, that's kind of the price. But I think $5,000 is a good price for retrieval. Like, that's essentially, egg freezing is essentially a retrieval. You're right. Um, so I think that's I think that's a decent price. Um, now that being said, i don't know anything about this company. Uh, what are they called? Extend fertility? I mean, like, who are these doctors? What is the lab? Where are they going to be kept? Mm-hmm. What happens if they go out of business? Right. What happens to the, you know, I, I guess I personally would be a little bit hesitant about using one of these like pop up egg freezing services. Right. I would rather go to a fertility clinic that has a track record mm-hmm. and maybe pay a little bit more. Right. You know, I mean, I would also get a second opinion. Like if you're serious about this, go to a fertility clinic and see what they say and see what their price is. If it's like mm-hmm. $2,000 more, I think it's worth it to go to a fertility clinic. Right. Personally. um, And, you know, I think that these it's tricky. Like I do think that they prey on the insecurities of quote unquote career women. And I don't know what they told you during this, this uh, evening, but there are no, you know, there are no guarantees. Um, I think a lot of times people do need more eggs than they think, so that's just something else to consider. Um, I don't think you're being lured to your death <laughs> at all, but again, like, where do they do the procedures? Like, I just have a lot of questions that I, I'm. I do not know what the deal is here. Um, do I wish I'd frozen my eggs? I wish I'd frozen my eggs at like 28, but at that. it it really wasn't a thing. Um, So.
0: What do you mean it wasn't a thing?
1: It it wasn't as, when I was 28, okay, so this was 12 years ago, Mm -hmm. people were freezing their eggs, but it, it, it wasn't like in the zeitgeist as much as it is is now. Also the technology wasn't as, like the freezing technology wasn't as good Mm -hmm. as it is now. Mm -hmm. So, it, it was really presented as like a, ugh, like, I, I didn't know anyone doing it. No one was talking about it. It wasn't like in the news. Like it it wasn't as much of a thing as it is now. Certainly no companies were like, we're going to pay for you to freeze your eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um,
0: that's pretty good advice.
1: So, yeah. So that's what I'm I think. sure
0: others out there have similar advice um
1: i think as long as you go into it with reasonable expectations
0: um then you're fine well i would just lower all your expectations and
1: lower all your expectations to zero that's
0: the matt myra move um cool well we are going to be right back i'm gonna put a new ice pack in my boxers and we're gonna read an ad ryan reynolds here from int mobile frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20 percent off your first purchase that's b-o-m-b-a-s.com slash adventure use the code adventure at checkout trust me your feel thank you well then here we go hi my
4: name is audrey i um Have been visiting your podcast for the last week and have made it all the way up to episode 48. Wow. um, Where you got a call from a gentleman who lives in a small town in upstate New York and is having trouble making friends. I, uh, my husband and I moved to a tiny town in the northwest corner of Connecticut five and a half years ago, knowing no one, coming from um, New York City. And had to figure out how to make friends. We have a benefit of um, moving up here to open up a bakery and restaurant, so we met a lot of people naturally from coming into one of the few businesses customers. customers. Good move. But we also um, went to our local library whenever they had events. We even went to a couple things at churches, like church dances, even though we are not religious at all um just to try to meet people and eventually basically once you meet like one good couple then you can meet all of their friends and um and that's it at this point we've been here for five and a half years and i literally have more friends than i have time to hang out with which is a wonderful problem and we really love where we live and the first year we were here it was so lonely and isolating it was crazy so anyway i hope this helps and i love the podcast thanks
3: guys bye
0: Hi, Dory. Oh and Matt. no, Dory. Uh, playing is- the next one. That's crazy. Uh, I did it. I got it. Dory just took a phone call from CFP. We're going to find out what's going on with that Falliston in just a few moments. But I do want to say uh, that is uh, in reference to the podcast we did. Uh, God, it feels like six months ago where a couple was trying to make friends, and it's so hard to make friends as an adult and as a couple. And uh, that's good advice, planned activities. And I do love the whole pyramid scheme of friends, where you meet one couple, you like them, they introduce you to another couple, and so on and so forth, until you have a successful friendship pyramid. That is the way to go. I'm on hold. Dory's on hold with CFP.
1: They have my labs.
0: Oh, what an exciting moment.
1: There's a time change.
0: Oh, God.
1: (laughs) I think it's probably just for the trigger.
0: Let's, I can't wait.
1: But she said it's not a problem that I did the extra fall stim.
0: Okay. <sighs> this is incredible, guys. We are getting live information.
1: Do you want to hear the hold music?
0: Yes, we can play that in California without... It's jazzy saxophone. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's the coolest.
1: It's the coolest. Still on hold.
0: What do you so what do you think? I mean, you can talk while you're on hold.
1: I think that um I don't think that the I, I suspect that the time for the retrieval hasn't changed, but I, I don't know if like based on my labs that there's a trigger time change.
0: This is very exciting information. I've never we've never gotten such up to date information.
1: <laughs> this is really in real time.
0: This is the equivalent of like
1: Like you guys are basically at the appointment with me.
0: Yeah. Um, I just don't even know what to do right now. Oh, she's back on the phone, everybody. Dory's getting some answers. She's shaking her head. She's nodding. She looks confused. She's staring at a shelf full of cookbooks that's in the kitchen. Uh, now she's looking up as though she's trying to think. And, uh, oh, silence. She's saying, okay. She is saying yes high pitched yep that's a happier yep okay. thanks. she said perfect and then she said thanks so much oh now they're, they're talking to her more okay perfect thank you so much okay okay let's find out everybody what is going on okay yeah no time change okay
1: everything's fine
0: okay your labs are okay
1: the labs look good Mm-hmm. um said not a big deal that i did the extra fall soon.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: we're good to go
0: all right Whew. everybody remember feel worry so much better don't be a worry wart
1: um
0: this is from anonymous with an update i met in dory i wrote back in june about my husband's blood semen barrier issue well turns out antibiotics cleared up the high white blood cell count in a semen, his morphology, still not great. But his doctor in mine said, that's fine since we've gotten pregnant but miscarried. Still frustrating and no one seems to care much about the male factor. You're telling me my balls are hurting right now because they're so cold? <laughs> anyway, fast forward to September. I had an emotional, sorry, <laughs> that's on me. I had an endometrial biopsy that showed I had chronic endometriosis. Endomet- I'm sorry, endometriotitis. Yes, yeah, she Endomet- endometritis
1: endometritis never, yes. heard, never even heard of that
0: which my doctor said isn't an infection it's an inflammation of the uterine line Ooh. he compared it to rosacea oh crazy rosacea in the strike zone
1: okay it is crazy that we are 70 episodes in which holy shit first of all mm. second of all we're we're still learning about all the things that can go wrong in your strike zone
0: I, this podcast is never going to be without content, uh, which makes it possible for an Im- embryo to implant. He can't say how long I've had it, if it's from the first miscarriage or caused the miscarriage. I did one round of antibiotics, repeated the biopsy, and still had the endo endometritis. Did another round of different antibiotics. Uh, just did a third biopsy last week and still tested positive for it. And my last biopsy, my doctor said only two percent of women test positive after two rounds of uh, antibiotics. Congrats. Been there.
1: I have been there. Ugh.
0: Anonymus goes being on in to that, say, like... "Of course, I'm part of the tiny messed up two percent." Yep. With an emoji. Anyway, now I'm looking to start a course of low dose anti-inflammatory medicine. They told me that would take eight weeks. Ugh. Uh, of course. Oh, sorry. They told me to take for eight weeks, or until they become pregnant. Can you send out the egg signal to anyone who has had and treated Crondo crondo gee bo bo boy. Chronic endometritis and gone on to have a baby afterwards. Thank you guys. Love the podcast and how relatable you both are. Really helped me feel not so alone. Not as alone, rather. Uh, well, you heard it here first, guys. The egg signal is out. It's activated. Has anyone had endometritis and had two rounds of antibiotics, not knock it out, and then gotten pregnant? This is a question for Anonymous and a question, I'm sure, someone listening right now is pausing the podcast to reply to.
1: I sincerely hope
0: so. Um, so... That is the email from Anonymous. Now, it is an email from Sunshine. Excuse me. You are excused.
1: I was listening to the current episode, 69, in which Matt refers to Dory's uterus as an inconsistent strike zone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My first thought upon hearing this was a different sports metaphor. Sure. A sticky wicket. Okay. Dory's uterus was a sticky wicket. Cricket but the pitch is now clear for the bowler. Mm -hmm. Hooray. This is where my knowledge of cricket ends, but the thought gave me a good chuckle, so I wanted to share. Dory, loving Forever 35, it turns out PCOS makes getting pregnant difficult and gives you the skin of a pubescent adolescent. Boom. So I get a lot from both podcasts. Oh, you're like my perfect Venn diagram. Thanks for making the perfect podcast for those of us with crow's feet and acne. Cheers, Sunny. I feel you, Sunny. It's like like I'm 40. Why am I still getting zits? I feel like that is the, that is the driving motivation behind doing forever 35.
0: (laughs) That is, um,
1: did you have zits?
0: No. Oh, you're one of those people. Yeah.
1: We've talked about you people on the podcast.
0: Um, yeah. My grandmother had like amazing porcelain skin. Oh,
1: I was saying to Kate, on Forever Thirty Five, I was like, you know those people, you know those people in high school who just didn't have acne. And she was like, yeah, the
0: beautiful people. And I was like, yeah. Well, I'm not. I wasn't one of the beautiful people, but I. But was.
1: I didn't even realize that my own husband didn't have acne.
0: I also, I mean, I don't break out really. I started to break out a little bit last week because I had spent two days in makeup.
1: Oh, sure.
0: I had never, I would never took it off. Oh. Because of the flight.
1: Oh, honey, I got to send you with some Neutrogena. I'm going to send you with some Neutrogena wipes. Well,
0: we've solved the problem because I asked my makeup uh, lady to um, put a post-it on the mirror that says, Matt, use the wipes. (laughs) (laughs) Because I will always like just, I, I get undressed. I put my regular, I take the suit off so fast. Um. Like, I walk out of the studio and literally start unbuttoning my shirt. And I'm, like, by the time, like, whoever was on the show has made it down the hallway to the step and repeat that we have, I'm in a hoodie already. <laughs> I think there's actually a picture of me last week with, the uh,
1: You're basically Clark, Clark.
0: and, um, Ted Sullivan. And I'm in a hoodie, and they're still dressed for the show.
1: That's amazing.
0: Um, but, um... Yeah, so I had to have that post-it put on the mirror to remind myself to not.
1: Yeah, it's really bad to keep your makeup on. I was doing it all
0: the time. I was doing it constantly. I was like leaving the show and falling asleep or something and just never taking it off. And then I'd go on a plane and then I'd come up. Meanwhile, though, it's not terrible.
1: I know. I'm jealous. You know what? Mm. This makes me hopeful that if and when we have a child, our child will not have acne. Oh, I hope they get your skin. My skin is so annoying. I had eczema. I had acne. I have such sensitive skin. I can't even have pierced ears.
0: <laughs> uh, I get heat rashes. Yeah.
1: I have, you know what? I have redheaded, I have redhead skin, but I'm not a redhead.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I have the skin of a redhead. And I get sunburned. Like, I, it's it's so bad. And you have... You have that perfect Mediterranean skin. I'm so jealous.
0: Um, I tan easily, too.
1: Ugh, I hate you.
0: Well, what is sunshine? Sunshine, uh, there you go. We have our some, skin is delightful. We have some more
1: voicemails.
0: Okay. Can I play them? You can. I hit the space bar to pause that last one that had just started up.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'll, I'll continue it. Um, actually, I'll, I'll put it back at the beginning.
3: Okay. Hi, Dory and Matt. Uh, my name is Leah. I'm a I've been listening for a while. I um, I'm not an IVF journeyer. I have two uh, non-science babies, but I started listening <laughs> miracle babies uh, for a friend who's going through IVF, and I was just trying to do my homework. But I got hooked. Um, <laughs> but I had to call in finally after uh, Dory. You mentioned the MTA song on episode 68. This is one of my favorite songs. The Charlie my song. My mother sang it to me when oh. I was a child. I sing it to my daughter. Though, side note, no one in my family is from Boston. Um, <laughs> but Dory, it is not a dark song. It's a protest song. And um, the story of the song that? is that it was for the mayor. Charlie gets on the MTA. But he gets lost. He puts in his dime, which is the fare he's used to paying. And then the conductor says, it's gone up. You need one more nickel. He doesn't have the nickel, and he can't get off the train. So he's stuck on the train because they raised yes, the fares. I know. And he can't afford to pay it. I still think and it's dark. The last verse of the song. <laughs> he's stuck on, on the train. It's a call to rescue Charlie from the train. Yes, didn't um, I said that? Oh, so
0: it's a call to action, though, to rescue Charlie. Yeah, you didn't say that. You just said she goes into
3: another
1: voicemail. We're gonna hear it.
3: Hi, this is Leah again. Sorry, I hung up on myself. Um, okay, so the last verse of the song goes. All you citizens of Boston, don't you think it's a scandal that the people have to pay and pay? Fight, fight the, the fair, fair increase. increase, fight, fight the, the fair increase. July and get poor Charlie off the MTA.
0: You yeah. never sang that part, honey. So,
3: I didn't. No, no, I said it It an didn't. optimistic song you didn't. about saving poor Charlie, who just wants to be able to pay his dime instead of 15 cents to ride the MTA. I swear I said that. Okay, that's no. my contribution. Thank you. We talked so about how Charlie never you. returned. very helpful to my friend via me, and um, it's clear you're doing a lot of good for a lot of people. Oh, so thank you. Thank you. Keep it up, and uh, let's all give Charlie off the MTA.
1: <laughs> I know. I knew because, Hi. okay, so the original song was for George O'Brien, the mayoral candidate, yeah. but now people just say, fight the fare increase, fight the fare increase. They just repeat it.
0: Right, and get so Charlie off get the MTA. Charlie off the MTA. Yeah, he's stuck. He's stuck. It's not. And his that wife
1: he... gives him a sandwich every day through the window
0: of the train. Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah, but you can't get him off. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, it doesn't sell, make sell much the bread. sense. Sell yeah. the red. Also, Nicole. also. By the way, I mean maybe it. Maybe back in the day it did, but the Boston train never ran twenty-four hours a day, as far as I know. I mean, now it shuts down at midnight.
0: Yeah, I don't think it ever has. So
1: how would he stay on the tree?
0: Listen, we're not looking at the logic of the some logical fallacies song. here. That's funny that that's why it's called a Charlie ticket. Um, here we go. This is from Jen. Dear Dory and Matt, I'd love to get your thoughts on an issue I'm having right now. I've not told my family about my fertility issues. For years, my parents were pestering me and pressuring me to have kids like my mom's life wouldn't be complete if I didn't have kids at the time I was ambivalent about having kids and I really wasn't in a position to think about it unstable job low pay high cost of living area about two years ago we finally decided to start trying but I didn't want to tell my mom because I was nearing 40 and who knows if it's going to work I just didn't need to have her pressuring me some more confirmed by my brother telling me that he was having trouble conceiving and how my mom wouldn't let up about it with him that's crazy ugh uh, over those two years, we've done six IUIs, a round of IVF, and have nothing to show for. That brings me to my now brother and sister-in-law finally getting pregnant. I have not asked any details, and my parents are over the moon exciting. This is crushing me. I know I should be happy for them, and I'm, I am to an extent, but it still breaks my heart. It may, I, never have, I may never have my own child. I feel you. All my mom saved baby things will likely go to them. It's killing me inside. Hmm. Now I really don't want to tell them Not just for the pressure But I don't want to steal my brother's thunder However I feel like a total jerk Trying to act like I'm not hurting When I'm hurting Do either of you have any advice Should I say something to my parents And to my brother Thank you very much for everything Love the show And Dory's new show Makes my commute time sail by oh. That's from Jen
1: I mean, Jen. I am always a fan. I I always lean towards the uh, more disclosure is better side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, especially in your situation, it it will clarify things for your family. It will clear. It will like take a, take a weight off your shoulders.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't think it's stealing your brother's thunder at all. Do you?
0: Stealing his thunder would be like, oh yeah. Well, I'm more pregnant. Yeah,
1: I'm pregnant with triplets. <laughs> That's So it's not stealing. No.
0: You're not stealing the thunder. Um, what you're doing is being honest with your family about what you're going through.
1: Yeah, I, I don't see a downside, really.
0: Um, they're not going to get mad at you for not being able to get pregnant. No. All they're going to be able to do, hopefully, if they're normal human beings, is be more understanding and not uh, flaunt your brother's... Uh, Fertility success in your face. Exactly. So I don't really see a downside in telling them. Yeah. Worst that happens is. I mean, maybe your mother's pestering is going to die down now because she's got one coming. Yep. And then she can turn to a more supportive role for you.
1: Yes. I like that. And keep us posted.
0: Yes. Jen, let us know. Give us a follow up. From Anonymous. Hi, Doria, Matt. Husband and I are looking for guidance on when we begin seeking infertility treatment. I know they normally say it's pretty cut and dry, but we have some exhausting circumstances. No one says this is cut and dry. No, who says that? Find them and tell them they're wrong. (laughs) All right, here it is. We're both 32. We've been trying to conceive for, for over a year. During that time, we have had no positive pregnancy tests. When I mentioned this to my doctor, she recommended we wait until it's been 18 months. What? Of trying.
1: Okay, no, I know. I'm saying what because even I've heard you try for a year. Like why 18 months? Like why just keep putting it off?
0: (laughs) The problem is that we'll be hitting the 18-month window around the same time my husband will be traveling to a Zika risk area for work. He can't get out of it. So we will be out of the running to try to conceive for six months. My question is, should we wait until the six months are up? No, before seeking treatment? you should no. go now. Is it even worth uh, it to see anyone? Yes. It's yes, totally worth always it. Always worth because it. Because then they can be like freeze his sperm right now. He's yeah. got good sperm. See if his sperm's good. Uh, see if fertility issue is uh, both uh, partners or if it's one. You, got, you can't. You, you have so you many don't, questions. You have no information. You have no information. Uh, might the testing process take so long that we can take it, that we can take advantage of the window so we're ready to hit the ground running once it's up? Basically, we are trying to decide which will make us less crazy and anxious. Oh, get information.
1: Get information. and Hi, Anonymous. I love the freezing sperm idea. That's such a good idea, honey.
0: Well, I mean, let's see what his sperm's doing. Yeah. Bro, you can fucking freeze sperm every three days. You're good. Yep. So... Get that checked out. Yeah. Um, and get up in there. If it's not... Let's say your sperm's great. You have a wonderful count. Uh, mobility is uh, through the roof. Motility is through the roof, rather. Uh, it's not like uh, malformed. Then get that shit frozen. Mm-hmm. You're good to go. Yep. You know, what if you come back and... What if you come back in 6 months and and they're like you have no sperm <laughs> and then
1: and this whole time like, you were why waiting. were we
0: worrying for 6 months right. for nothing exactly. you don't even have sperm we have to figure out a treatment now
1: yeah get get the information now so do it hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities
3: at HelloFresh.com.
0: Boy. Boy, oh boy. I can't believe people sometimes. <laughs>
1: You know, I think it's scary, right? Of course. And it is. and also you have your doctor telling you, uh, eh, just wait another six months and so you're like, Okay, but yeah. I mean, come on. Um, ask your doctor. Yeah. Ask to your recommend
0: doctor. a urologist and let's just at least take care of this male factor situation.
1: Totes. All right, this is from Tina.
0: Also, maybe go to Episona.
1: Yep. Yeah, Episona can hook you up.
0: E P I S O N A dot yeah. com. You can do a sperm at home semen analysis test. Yeah. I mean, you're not doing the test at your house, but send it away. Send
1: it off. Okay. This is from Tina. Mm -hmm. I just started listening to your podcast about a week ago. I'm only on episode 12 right now. Wow. No spoilers. Um, Okay. How are we we not going to spoil it for you? If you're not listening. um, I want to get caught up. So I know where you guys are currently at with everything. Hopefully Dory is six months pregnant now. (laughs) I actually don't know if that's possible. I know there are a lot more episodes, but I don't know how many more weeks that has actually been. Then she gave a very long backstory of where they were in the process. <laughs> one a week. Um, the the summary is that she's 31. She has low ovarian reserve. Year ago. They did one round of IUI, and they're moving on to IVF. Okay. I wanted. to... I just really wanted to write because I feel like I've really been connecting with you guys as I listen to your stories. Mm -hmm. Matt, your voice really just sounds calming. And I do get the feeling that you can give good advice on pretty much anything and are just generally a happy person. Oh, she's so early. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's really nice to listen to you. I try to be happy. My question to you both is, as you go through this process and are met with disappointments and setbacks along the way, how do you keep the hope? I feel like our life was put on hold in many ways. We moved to a house in the suburbs to prepare for a baby that isn't here. I quit my job that I was in a really good position at because it was too stressful and had too much travel.
0: We have a giant Volvo that we ordered. I was just going to say that. Assuming there was a baby coming and our lease is up next year. So we feel you.
1: I've taken a new job because IVF is expensive. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we've been making all these life changes as we're just waiting for something that might not happen, especially now as we await the news of what happens with this first round of IVF. I'm just so worried that we will find out that we actually can't produce any viable embryos. Then what? Hoping you can provide some wisdom, guidance, or just musings. Sending great thoughts your way. Can't wait to hear what happens with you guys. Tina.
0: Tina, I don't know how you're going to get these musings and thoughts from us if you're Only on episode twelve.
1: Well, who knows how many she's binge. I mean that she probably sent that email five days ago. So she's probably in episode like thirty five (laughs) now.
0: That would be an impressive amount (laughs) of listening to do. Yeah. Um but That's the hardest thing I think about IVF is to maintain your sanity.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, the act of like going to the appointments and and sitting there while your wife is ultrasound that's not hard at, then at least it feels like something's happening
1: yeah that like you're doing something
0: the period of time between things between appointments between test results um those are times where you're just that's that's the hardest time
1: yeah i think also you know, it's hard to not be able to plan anything. Yeah. You know, you're like, you, you want to be able to buy the house in the suburbs, buy the, you know, get the SUV, do all the things that you feel like you should be preparing for and you can't. Totally. So I feel you.
0: But I mean, what do you do to get past that? I think, you know, it's planning. Is I think the most helpful thing, like you know, Dory and I having but planning things
1: that you can do.
0: No, no, no. Wait, what do you I'm mean talking about IVF planning?
1: Oh, IVF planning.
0: I'm talking about contingency plans. Oh, oh, Discussions of where I you're see. both at I emotionally. See. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Not yes,
0: planning yes. activities. Elise. Okay. I was like, wait, what? This I just crazy. said that you we can't plan things. Plan activities. <laughs> no, but what you can do is you can plan for outcomes. Yes, uh, and that helps me quite a bit. Is you know the discussions that Dory and I have of like, well, okay, so what do you want to do? And then you know, there's discussions we have like, all right, well, that round didn't work. That was tough. Um, so what's happening now? What are we going to do? And Dory will be like, well, my book is coming out, so we're I'm going to be traveling so much, we shouldn't even do it. So then we're like, okay, then we have that whole period of time where we know not to think about it. Right. And, and honestly we really didn't No, because we weren't doing it. Yeah. You know, in this particular round that we're in right now, we already have a plan set in place of like, if we don't get any embryos, we're just going to transfer the two that we have. Yep. So we already have that plan. Yeah. Um, and
1: then if those don't work, then we're going to talk about other options.
0: Yep. So, you know, I think that's honestly the, best advice I can give someone yeah, is to have plans for various outcomes
1: and to not, and to not get too hung up on any one outcome.
0: Right. As difficult as that might be, as difficult I will that sit that around and be. go like, is this, tr- this transfer is going to be when I'm gone.
1: Right. Or, or Dr. To-
0: Beck said that if the, um, if it was going to be on a Sunday and my sperm, and she couldn't do a one a twenty four hour wash on my sperm. She was gonna tell me make me cancel going to after trick, <laughs> and I was just like, "She
1: doesn't get it." What? <laughs> <laughs> uh. But no, I what I mean is like not getting too attached to this idea of like, well, you know, we said we wanted a girl. If we if we don't get a girl, then it's you know everything is terrible. You know what I mean? Like that kind of, that kind of thing, like getting too attached to that kind of outcome.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: You know, totally. Or saying like, well, we definitely, we definitely want two kids. It's like, yeah, I would like two kids, but like,
0: we wanted two kids.
1: Right now. But that's what I'm saying. We wanted two kids. Now we're like, okay, one, one boy would be great. Or girl. Or, but I'm saying we were so attached to the idea of two children and a girl. And now it's like, well, we would just love one healthy child.
0: Yeah. Regardless of whatever. Yeah. Even in, I'd take, uh, I'd take a, a puppy. I'd take a non-binary baby. I would take a baby who has some Borg implants and might want to assimilate all of humanity into mm-hmm. a killing machine. A, you know, Whatever. Okay. Anything. All
1: right. Honey, how much time do we have left? Just a bit. Um, should I play another voicemail?
0: Okie dokie. Okie. Okay. Hello, Matt and Dory. This is Erin
2: Gudge. This is either the, for the regular podcast Here or comes the bonus episode. I don't care. I just need you to know, I'm going to be very near you very soon. My family and I are going to Disneyland. Oh. Um. And we're going to be there February 8th, 9th and 10th. And I know those are work days. We're gone. But I just thought, you know what? Maybe they just want to play hooky and go to Disneyland with some complete strangers (laughs) who they only know through, like, voicemail messages from their podcast. So this is me extending an invitation. Thank you, Erin. I know Dory is not a huge Disney fan, but I know Matt is a very huge Disney fan. I am. So if you want to come hang out with us. The invitation is open. I would. Uh, and also, when Matt just said Los Angeles, it made me snort laugh as I was driving. I have no idea why, but that's just it—like the funniest thing in the world to
0: me in that moment.
2: All right. So um, that—that's everything. I don't know. It's like a super weird invitation to come hang out with me. You know, it's Disneyland. I'll buy you ears or a dull whip or something. I, Anyway, I hope you guys love are having a wonderful whip. week and that um, the anxiety and the panic episodes are diminishing. There is something in the air because that has been happening to me and all of my loved ones this last week, too. I don't know exactly what's causing it, but I really think that it's happening to a whole lot of people right now. So have a wonderful day, and, um, yeah, come see me at Disneyland or, or the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. We're going there, too. <laughs> Bye.
0: Uh, Aaron, that's my that's next week. That's the shooting. It's, yeah, week. this coming week. I'm, I am I'm on set all the time. Yeah, and then I fly out Friday night. Yeah, and Dory's flying out Friday, day or Thursday.
1: No, Friday. I get in late Friday night.
0: Yeah. So, if, listen, if it was a hiatus situation be a different story yeah but I'm literally gonna be stuck on the Sony lot yep probably till I die
1: yep 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 yep, yep. um what are you what are you looking at honey I what was just looking at what what we have left
0: we have uh we have a lot five pages of emails yes yeah, so but not. we're gonna be recording probably on Monday anyway
1: right so I think you should read these because they're relevant okay
0: three emails from Allison pausing the podcast to say holy shit Matt's panic attack sounds awful if they are caused by overwork, stop doing the podcast. As much as I and others value this podcast, you two and your relationship is more important. Your audience will understand and support you. Thank Second you. email. Dude, at least take a break from this podcast. If you aren't already if you aren't ready to stop completely, maybe A. Switch to monthly for non Patreon people. Do Dory only and give Dory a friend. <laughs> Bo. <laughs> he give does up, have a mic. Give up podcastings for Lent. <laughs> maybe have a panel of people at different ivf stages that's interesting starting veteran got a baby stop without a baby answer the faq i'm sure there are listeners who would be glad to guest star Do a clip show rebroadcast early episodes the brief reflection from current dory at the end that's an interesting
1: i kind of love that actually
0: uh sorry for the barrage another email this episode really got me thinking two final ideas if you considered hiring new hosts slash editors for excellent adventure stuff you missed in history has switched hosts and done well why would i ever do that you still have control as the owners of the podcast it would take less time come on Have you ever tried to be sponsored by a credit card i can't imagine they'd be easy to land but i feel like your audience is exactly who they'd want People about to run large balances with potential (laughs) pay, lots of interest and probably pay it off after a few years. Wishing you only the best, Allison. Allison, you are full of ideas. Um I hate most of them. (laughs) Um
1: It's such this is I think we can't have new hosts. This is our story. Yeah. It's not just like a general IVF podcast.
0: Yeah. I mean we could switch it to blank and blanks excellent adventure we could we could branch off and have other excellent adventure family pods that's true you know just pay us a licensing fee
1: (laughs) and i am doing i have a couple more interviews lined up
0: um yeah so there'll be more interviews those are easier weeks for me yeah um but you know what guys honestly the end is nigh for my stress level this podcast not for the not for the podcast um you know i go on hiatus in march and uh I've got a world of 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 ideas of what to do during that time. Sure, some of them are podcasts. <laughs> some of them are also like not working. We'll see how I deal with that. Oh boy. But that's yeah, that's really it. I appreciate your concern, Allison.
1: Yes, thank you, Allison.
0: I've got four more weeks of complicated scheduling to do, and then I'm gonna be okay.
1: You really only have two more weeks.
0: Yeah, when I get the weekends back, it's yeah, a whole other ball. It's game.
1: a whole other story.
0: Yeah. So thank you for that. Uh, and uh, you know, if Allison, if we took Allison's advice and switched to a monthly podcast for non-Patreon members, these are the following people who would be hearing us weekly uh here uh it's time to recommend that you say thank you to the following people (laughs) we're going to thank our patreon supporters this is part one of uh two i believe for this month uh we are going to uh there's a tier level on patreon if you go to patreon.com slash excellent adventure we uh like to support we'd like to read our supporters' names on the podcast. We used to do facts, but that good that broke, thank, Matt. <laughs> thank <laughs> everyone that I'm not doing that anymore. <sighs> uh, so this is a thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Uh, these are people like Nora Grashman, Michael Garrier, Diane Martin. Hi Diane, Emily Shapin, Carolyn n, Frederick Roa. I'm calling him Roar because he's got an ex-entrevue on his ease. Why? Ouais. Uh, Layla Arshid, Greg Wachorn, Angel Rivera the Third, Carolyn Land, Christopher Freneghi, uh Tara McElfrish, Aaron Gudge, Aaron, Aaron, you just called us, Hannah Crowder, Angie James, Lauren Gleason, Melody Baltazar, Luke Evers, Christina Turner, and Nicole Ponday. Thank you all so much. Thank you to you guys. You are superstars. Um, We love you. And quite frankly, you're better than everybody else listening right now, except for the people who haven't read the names up because they're equally as good as you. Yeah. Um, That's it. Uh, If you need more of us, and you haven't gotten enough through this regular podcast, remember, you can always sign up for Patreon. five dollars a month gets you one extra episode a month that's a half hour long we talk about things that really aren't ivf unless there's something crazy happening and then you get the information way before everybody else Um, and uh, for ten dollars a month you get two half hour podcasts a month and when you sign up you will have the back catalog unlocked so there'll be plenty of hours of listening to do in there Uh, and remember that uh, so
1: if you're like lex and you're driving a lot you have so much more to to get through.
0: Yeah, and they charge on the first of the month, and that's when you are you've unlocked the power. Yes. Um, so thank you all very much. We have been uh, Matt and Dory, and this has been part of our excellent adventure. I just invented a new sign-off. Cool. Um,
1: and we're gonna hear from our final sponsor. Afternoon.
0: Well. Be-